I'm Dustin Thompson, Vice President for Regional Ministries, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Doing Together. Doing Together is about sharing the ways that General Baptist partner together so that your church can fulfill its calling. This week, we have the opportunity to have a conversation centered around one of the greatest issues facing the church currently, which is the need for leadership. Identifying potential leaders, developing them, and empowering them to actually lead is paramount to the success of our churches. On today's episode, we get to discuss leadership with three senior leaders from across the United States who have all said yes to leading and making a significant impact in their church and local mission field. There's also one interesting note for today. All three leaders we get to talk to are women. Now, before we dive into the conversation, I want to acknowledge that when it comes to women leading in ministry, we are entering a divisive subject. It feels like there are three camps, even among General Baptists. Those who embrace all leadership opportunities for women, those who oppose women leading in specific roles for either biblical or social reasons, and those wrestling with their opinions, beliefs, and convictions on the topic. However, I think we can all agree that women play an important leadership role in our churches, even in those churches that don't believe a woman should be a teaching or lead pastor. It's also important to point out that General Baptist Ministries is a partnership or an association of autonomous groups and churches. We partner together with agreed-upon theology and shared mission. One of the many things decided on at the local level is who gets ordained and the standards by which they are ordained. If today's conversation brings up questions regarding ordination, we want to be clear that such decisions are local decisions. However, you can see the recommended ordination standards along with other resources provided by General Baptist Ministries at generalbaptist.com. The goal of this episode is merely to highlight what God is doing in the life and ministry of three phenomenal ladies, to learn from their stories, and to possibly help the leadership crisis in the American church by learning how we could do a better job engaging female leaders at the local level. With that being said, today I'd like to welcome to the podcast Julie Nichols, the Executive Director of Culture and Development at Relevant Church, Pastor Kelly Owens, the Guest Experiences Pastor at Generation Church, and Pastor Tammy Scheller, one of the pastors at Enon General Baptist Church. Welcome, ladies, to today's episode. Thank you. Thank you, Dustin. Hey, I'm excited to get to chat with y'all today and to uh, learn a little bit more about y'all's stories. I know uh, out of our friendships, like I know a little bit about everybody, but I'm excited for uh, our listening audience to learn more about you. Uh, so to get stuff started off, let's talk about um, a little bit about yourself, a little bit about like what you do at the church. So Tammy, tell us what's happening with you and Enon General Baptist Church. All right. So um, I was born and raised in this area. And I have been serving as a pastor at Enon for about 15 years now. And uh, currently um, reaching that age with grandchildren and all where we're, we're balancing between church ministry and some, some grandkids there. But uh, the church is, um, church is growing and God is doing his work. And so for 15 years, you've been a pastor and then you've recently like raised up a successor, correct? That is correct. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Miss Julie, what, what's a little bit of your story? Hi, I'm Julie Nichols and my husband and I have been in ministry for 23 years. And 13 years ago, we planted Relevant Church just south of Atlanta. And we've experienced huge growth and a move of God that has been so exciting to be a part of. 
and I've done just about everything in our church, um, had every role except anything to do with music or singing. I'm just, <laughs> I was not gifted in that area, so I don't do that. Um, but I currently serve as the culture and development director at um, Relevant, and I love it. I get to work with our staff and our team and help develop systems within their ministries to enhance their ministry. And so it's been a wonderful ride. Carl and I have two boys. Um, One's about to be 16 in a few weeks, and then we have an 11-year-old. Julie, I'm excited for you to be a part because, uh, you know, uh, sometimes there's like loud personalities, and, you know, your husband, Carl, is definitely one of those. And a lot of people know uh, of Carl, but not a lot of people know about like the lady behind the man. And so I'm excited for you to be a part. And, uh, you know, a lot of us have known you've been the secret sauce for a long time. (laughs) It's funny you say that we were walking yesterday and, um, in our neighborhood and our oldest son was talking about something, something that I do in the church. And he even said, you know, it's all four of us, Carl included. And he was like, well, mom's just the glue. And I, it's the first time he's ever said that. And I was like, well, and Carl was like, yep, she really is. So, but it's, it's been wonderful. I love ministry. I love our church. I love the people um, that I get to serve with and our staff. So Ms. Kelly, what do you do at your church? Well, um, I am at Generation Church in Portland, Tennessee, and I am the guest experience pastor. So basically what that means is um, I get to lead 11 teams. Um, in our church, and we bring the fun. Uh, We try to just create a welcoming environment where people are comfortable, cared for um, as soon as they enter our property. And then ultimately, our goal is to create an environment where um, they can find the best next step in their walk with Jesus. And so I lead those teams um, on the weekend. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm married to Preston, who's also on staff here at GC. He's our discipleship pastor. And then I think we probably have everyone beat. We have four kids. Um, and yeah, they are, I, I might mess their ages up. Preston's better at this than me. They are 11, nine, seven, and six. So my question is when you uh, get on to them, do you call them the right name? Never, never. Yeah, I, I normally always call all of them Hallie when they're in trouble because she's the one who's always in trouble. <laughs> Growing up, my mom would just call out everybody's name and it would be like, yep. hey, like, that's my sister. How did you even like, but yeah, so, <laughs> well, I think this is cool that, uh, you know, three different ladies from different parts of the country, uh, different regions in General Baptist Ministries, but all of y'all uh, serving in senior leadership roles in your church. Um, so I think it's really interesting when we look at like women leading you know, like there's these almost stereotypical roles that ladies will play or that ladies, um, you know, you almost think about like, hey, here's the obvious career path that you grow up dreaming about or you think you could see yourself in. Um, but all of you are in something that's probably different. Like I would imagine you didn't grow up and say, I'm going to be a pastor or a director or a senior <laughs> leader in a church. So how did that happen? Um, for me, it just was, it came as a part of planting our church. Um, of course, we were in ministry before, and I just always played a support role to Carl and helped him lead teens, and things like that. But when we actually planted Relevant, it was um, all hands on deck, and I wanted to be super involved. And so it was just a really a combination of saying yes to all the things that needed to be done 
uh, in our church plant. And because initially you can't trust people from the outside to come in and lead your church because you're in a vulnerable position because it's so new and you want it to succeed. And so I had to say yes to things that I never thought I would have to say yes to. Um, Kids ministry being one of them. Um, I ended up loving my time in kids ministry, but it was never something that I planned to do. And um, if you would have told me in the beginning of our church plant that I would be doing what I'm doing today, I would have said absolutely no way. So it was just a series of steps and saying yes along the way and um, allowing God to work in my life and grow me as a leader, um, which is, if I'm honest, has been one of the hardest things to do um, and to maintain health and wellness through all of it so that I can lead well um, has been vital, but it's been a series of steps and just saying yes. I want to bounce off Julie because I thinking through that question, I'm like, I really don't know. And I think it's just through a series of saying yes to things um, because I did not start out vocationally in ministry. Um, when Preston and I got married, he was in ministry. So we've always done ministry together. Um, I've always kind of been his helpmate in that and youth ministry and different things. But um, I was actually in education and um, I was a school counselor and a teacher. And I just would say yes to serve opportunities. Um, I love to serve. I love to serve the church. And so I would just say yes to that opportunity um, just as a volunteer. And then, you know, hey, do you want to help lead something? And weighing that thinking I don't know if I have what it takes to do that saying yes and then it just I found myself here through a series of yeses um and it's just other people seeing something in me that I didn't see in myself um and just continuing to say yes and then also um finding that Preston and I do ministry really well together um we're a great team to do ministry together, but we also have individual gifts. Um, And I had never even realized that I had those gifts outside of Preston. Um, Something that I love to do in my own home and in, you know, my life is hospitality. I love to have people over. I love to host. I love to do those things. And so even realizing that I can use those gifts in the church, um, it's just realizing those things in a series of yes, that I've found myself in this position. Yeah, I think it's intriguing, like how, you know, here's Julie, who has this story of we're planning a church, and it really is like birthed out of necessity. It's this whatever it takes mindset. And then Kelly, you come from almost polar opposites, where like the education field is historically dominated by women into a ministry profession, which has historically, you know, been um, like a, a man's world. So it's it's really interesting to see that. So Miss Tammy, Pastor Tammy, how did how did you uh, get into this for 15 years being a senior pastor? I, I was raised in a Christian home, and my father especially demonstrated always a love for the church, and that translated to me. And I always had a love for the church, and I always had an interest, interestingly enough, in speaking or talking. Uh, my parents said that I love to talk a lot. And so... <laughs> Time went on. I served in the church all through the years, but I was in the medical profession. And in my mid 40s, when God began to speak to my heart, and it was a three year journey truly of prayer and fasting and journaling and speaking, when God clearly confirmed a call to preach. And that's the work 
Um, I even remember saying on that Thursday morning was after the General Baptist, uh, well, summit now, but I remember saying to God, are you sure we're going to call it that? And it was very clear, it's a call to preach. Mm. And so I did a five-year journey in seminary because we have three daughters and they were high school and college age level. So we did a lot of studying together. And uh, I served as an associate pastor during those five years at the church I was born and raised in. And then God led me to Enon. Mm. Okay, so you, really interesting. So um, this is almost like second career for you. It absolutely is. Okay. And then when you make the transition from one career into the next, like you go through the prayerful process and then the educational process to almost qualify you. And then even like a watch care process. So it's not like you went from, uh, the Lord told me to preach and now I'm going to be preaching. No, no. And uh, I worked in the medical profession while I did seminary to help supplement the the bills. Yeah. I really didn't step away totally from that. And it's been a, it's been an immense help in my ministry, my medical background, a great help. So I think sure. seminary is interesting to talk about because, you know, one of the things that just as a leader in general, you know, usually we just don't wake up and we're qualified or we wake up and we're like, hey, I'm just an expert in this area. So as y'all have grown in your leadership, uh, who have been mentors or role models or influences that have helped shape you into the, the lady that you are, but also like the lady leader that you are? I love this question and exactly how we segued into this, because um, I went to Oakland City um, I did not go for religious studies. Um, I was actually there for psychology and the lineup for this podcast is interesting because whenever I was at Oakland City, um, you had to take um, New Testament and Old Testament, no matter what you were going for. Um, and Pastor Tammy was one of my professors at Oakland City. And so I got to see her in a role um, that, you know, even at the college level was, was you know, mainly men leading those classes or whatever. And so she instantly became an inspiration to me just her knowledge of the Bible. And, you know, she pastored a church that, that we had friends at, and I'd get to see her, um, you know, even that at a distance. And so speaking of school, like that's where I first got to encounter Pastor Tammy. Um, and then just walking in ministry as a wife, um, getting to reach out to Julie. Um, she has helped me through so many things um, and getting to see how she has led alongside Carl, but also, you know, leading through her gifts. Um, and this is going to be like the cheesy answer too, but Pastor Dustin, uh, being one of my um, bosses here at GC, like he has seen gifts inside of me that I had no clue that I had. When I said this was a series of yeses, um, it was believing things that, that Pastor Dustin would would see and say, along with Pastor Brandon uh, Petty. He he has seen things in me that I didn't see in myself. And if there were things like that, that he and Pastor Jessica didn't see in me and pull out, I would not be in this seat right now. Um, because I think, I think it is hard for us to see our own gifts. And we need those mentors and those people that can see gifts in us that we don't see in ourselves. And that's why it's important to surround yourself with those influences and those people. Um, and that's why even as a leader, I work hard to try to find those in someone else. Um, 
and, and mine out those gifts in them as well. So I have to uh, say that most of my mentors are males. Uh, by age here, I stepped into uh, a place where I, there were really no females to turn to. And so uh, my college professors were very instrumental in the fact of encouraging me to, to pursue and persevere in my studies, um, to, to say yes to God and just follow his leading. There is, uh, I have to, I could mention Pastor Gary Underwood even today here. He's from the Mount Carmel area. And I, I, re, I reach out to him um, uh, routinely for pastoral advice and support. And so I've had some really good male mentors. So, Ms. Julie, who, who would be some of, of your mentors? Would you, so, like, once again, like we're seeing um, almost getting to the same outcome, but very different paths. So, Ms. Tammy, Pastor Tammy, as uh, really like a trailblazer in some ways or a pioneer uh, as a female leader. And then Kelly sort of, uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, is Isaac Newton. Um, if I'm able to see further than others, it's because I've stood on the shoulders of giants. And here's Kelly literally standing on Pastor Tammy's shoulders. So, Julie, who would be some of those influences for you? So I think one of the things that I've always loved about the GB is the women that are a part of the GB and the network of relationships and friendships that you get when you are a part of the General Baptist. And so I think um, for me, um, the relationships that we built through the church planting wing, uh, especially of uh, the General Baptist, has provided me with so many relationships and so many friendships that I can just text a few people. Kelly's um, a person that I text frequently. Um, We keep up with each other. Sean Baldus is another one who is another church planter's wife. Um, But within our associations and and, uh, relationships through that, I've encountered great friendships of um, ladies that I can just turn to um, who, who walk the same path that I walk, who, um, fulfill some of the same roles and positions that I do. And then on top of that, um, a crazy story for Carl and I is that when we were students, um, attending church as teenagers, we had a youth pastor and his wife, um, pastor Mark and Melissa Einerson that were so close to us. And we, Carl and I were dating at the time we weren't even married. So I'm sure they had to speak into us and, you know, talk to us about relationships and things like that. But crazy story is Mark is now on staff with us. He's one of our executive pastors on staff. And so we've been friends with them for a very long time. And just being able to have people in ministry who have experienced the highs and lows and the highlights and hurts of ministry, but you see that their character is the same for years. Um, And so we've seen that in them and we just get the honor now of them being on our staff and having an even closer relationship with them. And so I always say that some of the God's greatest gifts are the people that he sends to you through ministry, your ministry partners, because 
um, when ministry's tough, and we all know that, um, those people help sustain you in those seasons. Well, and how powerful is that affirmation of someone that you as a young leader learn from and now is, are being entrusted to to both lead and shepherd that? And like, that's that's so cool. <laughs> or maybe they're just crazy. I don't know to come and work for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we joke about it a lot because, you know, Carl was a teenager when they first knew him. So... <laughs> So you're saying that's where we get the blackmail stories, Pastor Mark. <laughs> yes, if you ever want any dirt on Carl or you want to know what he was like when he was younger, that's who you go to. Because there would be no blackmail stories on you, right? No, no. not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you know, there's these things that we t- that you can hear about in like our, our American society or society at large. And, you know, sometimes they become controversial, like this idea of representation being able to see yourself in somebody, um, being able to see possibly someone who looks like you doing something that you could start to aspire to. Um, and I think it is very powerful, both for several of y'all to be able to, just the example of, of Pastor Kelly and Pastor Tammy, but also the next generation of ladies who look to all three of you and could see themselves in y'all's leadership, um, I know is huge. Which, which really comes to one of the things we're wrestling with at General Baptist Ministries is this void of leadership or um, the idea of there's churches that need strong biblical leadership, but for multiple reasons, uh, there's not enough leadership to go around. So when it comes to us addressing this void or the need for leadership in uh, either your church or a local church context, what are ways that you think women can step up to help? One of the things I think is so important is that we need to encourage people to serve by gift. And so it's important as we grow and mature as Christians and disciples of Jesus to find, to discover our gifts, to develop those gifts, and to do those gifts. And how we do that, it it may, uh, it varies some people take an inventory. Some people begin to practice their gifts and find out what they're drawn to. Others, like Kelly, other people, I think someone, uh, people will always see your gift at work and begin to confirm those for you. And so I, I think we want to encourage all, all believers, all followers of Christ to, to mature, get your gifts, do some. So that's interesting. So in your story, um, would you have taken an inventory to feel like preaching and teaching might be one of your gifts, or was it something that you sort of stumbled into and then it was affirmed or called out of you? As a young adult, I had this desire to be a public writer and speaker, a Christian one, and uh, full-time. And uh, I even journaled that all of those years ago. And I never saw it, of course, in a pastoral role or a preaching role because because of the environment that I was raised in. And so um, I I again, I was I was searching all of those years for some way I would speak at various occasions or women's events and get confirmation in that be encouraged in that. But it, it truly was that search out with God 
God himself. And of course, through the voice of God uh, in other people that I came to that to that place. It wasn't from like testing the waters and people going, oh, yeah, you'd make a great preacher. It wasn't, you know, unlike that. <laughs> no, no, we searched, we searched it out. I had to do some seeking there. Yeah. So, uh, Pastor Kelly, like this would be another similarity to where as, as Miss Tammy also preaches, you preach too, and you get both to serve in the local church, but also uh, you get some opportunities to serve other churches. So what do you see when it comes to this void of leadership and how people or ladies can step up and help uh, the need that we have for strong leadership in the church? Yeah, um, I think something that you said um, when you first asked the question was not enough leaders to go around. Um, and I think I think that is a problem that we have right now is there are not enough leaders to go around, but there are plenty of people to go around. Um, and I think that if we will do the work to develop people into leaders, see the potential that people have seen in us and develop that, then I think we can slowly um, start to work toward a leadership problem. Um, I do think um, asking the question like what can ladies do or or what chances do women have? um, I think that sometimes there are enough people to go around. I think sometimes um, we can be selective of the people that we want. And I, and I do think that that can be an issue. Even you've said like me getting the opportunity to preach and speak. Um, I do feel like that is a gift that God has placed inside of me along with several other gifts that God has placed inside of me that I know um, as, as a believer, he has placed in other women as well. And so I think we have to either get comfortable or uncomfortable seeking out those gifts in women. Um, I think, um, I think there are plenty of people to help with a leadership void that we have. I think we have to get more comfortable, um, letting women use their gifts where they believe God has called them. Um, I believe that it can be uncomfortable. I think just conversations about what opportunities we can create for women, um, and helping women feel comfortable to lead, um, in an area that is predominantly male, that is, you know, heavily, uh, just, it seems like a, a male role. Um, and to be shepherded by, because, you know, to be shepherded by males or females that can find that gift, help them develop that. Um, but it really does come down to, we have a job to develop people, um, as leaders. I think we can find some leadership qualities in anyone, bring someone along, um, and, and just help develop them. They're not going to be perfect right when we begin, but if our if our expectations are so high, we aren't going to do, to be able to to fill this leadership void. Um, I think we do just have to work hard at developing people that we have, men and women. Just can I say something real quickly? Yeah, as we encourage women, we tell women to to find those gifts and develop them. Then then it becomes our responsibility becomes our responsibility to create an environment that encourages that and that helps them do that. I agree. Um, I mean, I, I think I sincerely believe that God has placed that gift inside of me. Um, several gifts, but one speaking, teaching, 
preaching, if I'm allowed to say that, you know, and that's, that's where the problem comes is you don't know what gifts you're allowed to use in which rooms. Um, and that can become confusing. Um, and so I think um, allowing women to use their gifts in the church is just a gift. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Um, and so I agree with Pastor Tammy on that as well. Well, and I think, you know, just seeing like the, the commonality y'all have, um, Julie, to me as somebody who I do feel like, you know, uh, you and Carl's relationship to me and my wife, we've got to, you know, do relationships close and in a distance for a while. And one of the things that I think is obvious with you is you're a developer of people and you're a builder of systems. And so like you have some influence both on the local level of how you do this in your own church, but also you are influential with the host sect of, of our churches. So how do you see this playing out from your perspective? So I think, um, you know, being a leader in the church um, has, I've realized the responsibility that comes with that. And so, um, especially when it comes passing that along to the next generation, I'm very passionate about healthy leaders, not just leaders, because unfortunately we have a lot of leaders in our churches or in our culture today that are unhealthy and it only produces unhealthy leaders in the future. And so um, I'm very passionate about leading well and modeling that, especially to our younger female staff that we have at Relevant. Um, I want to model them um, to them how to lead well and to um, honor the position and the um, opportunities that I have in our church. Um, and I also think it's important, like Tammy and Kelly have shared, to have opportunities available for women to lead. And that looks that looks different in every church. It looks different at Relevant. It looks different at Generation. It looks different at Real Life or wherever these churches are. Um, I know I've experienced many teachers within our church who um, work in schools throughout the week, but they actually teach in our church on Sunday. Um, they're small group leaders for our students or for our children, or they teach for um, our assimilation process for new people coming to our church. And so we find that the gifts that they have in their secular world also complement what we can do in the church. Um, another area where we've seen um, women lead in our church is through our medical field. And even some of our nurses, they're our go-to people when we're on the mission field in Honduras. And so we couldn't do it without them. And I think it just is a comprehensive approach to looking at opportunities and making them available for people and not just saying, hey, we have this, but giving them on-ramps to leadership, which I'm very passionate about. I think every church should have a leadership pipeline in their church, and that's just a way to develop leaders so that they can take a next step in leadership because most of the time people aren't just going to come to you and say, hey, I want to do this or I, I have this great idea. Some of them will, but a lot of people just take a back seat. And so I think as churches and leaders in churches, we have to be intentional about creating systems to develop leaders within our churches, both men and women. Yeah, and people. I people and that's that's some of where like this boils down to um like all of us have to face some type of limitation and it does get uncomfortable but there there are mm -hmm. things that like you know it's almost like this american dream of you can be anything you want to be except that 
And, you know, there's a, there's a layer of limitation for all of us. And so, like, there's some churches that I'm personally limited at either because of the lack of formal education. Sometimes I speak out of an Appalachian accent or I mumble. Um, probably my own fault. I say some crazy stuff sometimes. Um, you know, and that's a version of limitations. And, like, there's just a truth to, like, there's some churches that out of their either social beliefs or their theological beliefs, they're like, there's just limitations either for you or ladies like you. But there's also churches that either embrace it or they're attempting to embrace it. They just don't know how. So when it comes to those churches, how what would be the advice that you would have for those leaders who, who they want to invite ladies in, but it's uncomfortable or, you know, they don't really know how to do it or what to do it? Like, what would be the advice you would speak to those leaders? So... I, I think I would say you've got to take a chance, right? Um, you have to uh, get outside of your comfort zone and allow people to grow. You've got to allow people to fail, to make mistakes, to mess up. Um, that's all a part of ministry. Um, but I think when we say, oh, these, whether we say it's women or the next generation or whatever group that we want to say, they can't do certain things. I think that's a limit, putting a limitation on God um, yeah. and what God can do through people. And um, I believe that that's not our job, really, um, to put those limitations on people. I think it's our job to help grow people and disciple people and work through them. But I think we also have to get out of our ourselves and get out of our way sometimes and let God do the work in people um, that he wants to do. Um, I can give you a personal example that just transferred at our church recently. Um, this past year, um, we had a, uh, community leader in our church come to us and actually told Carl and I that she would like for us to take over, a, um, a human trafficking home that she had opened for, uh, victims of sex trafficking. And, um, so through prayer and a lot of consideration and all the legal things, we have assumed responsibility for this home for human tra trafficking victims all throughout the state of Georgia. And so Relevant Church is now, um, it's our home now that we, we um, take care of these girls and we staff it and we develop um, all these girls in there. But because of the sensitivity of the subject that I'm talking about, human trafficking, sex trafficking, these are girls ages anywhere from 13 to 19 that live in this home. Uh, a male could not be highly involved. And so it was a role that I had to step into as a female. I, I know nothing about this. I had to be completely educated on this. Um, and luckily, I've, I've been able to do that. But that was a role that Carl is limited in only has so much influence in and only so many steps that he can take. And he kind of helps me lead it from a distance, but I have to be a primary vision caster for that, a primary developer of the staff there and all that goes on. And so I think we just have to make opportunities available and allow um, God to do his work. Because I think when we're open, we never know what doors God will put in front of us and allow us to be um, responsible for and the steps that he'll allow us to take. Yeah, I think that's so good. And uh, I don't know if you preach, but that will preach. I don't preach. Okay. So <laughs> I, I just teach. <laughs> you just teach. Okay. 
<laughs> What's the difference, right? Um, I'm sure there's a difference to somebody. Um, <laughs> but Miss Tammy, how do you uh, how do you see this play out? Like, what what advice you would give for those leaders who are wrestling through this? Well, obviously, uh, the church that I serve, in, I went there open because they called me. And so uh, they they were open to to that environment, um, but I but in growing and and while I was training for pastoral leadership, uh, there were struggles in my home church in terms of how, well, as someone put it, what are we going to do with you? And so in in dealing with all of that, um, you know, I I think we have to. We have to encourage leaders to be willing to reevaluate, to be willing to look at what they always thought was and what maybe God is saying in a, in a different way. It's kind of like uh, Peter when when he the Lord laid that sheep and said, you go ahead and eat that unclean meat. Right. And and. And all through the years that their scripture said no. And so it's 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 being willing to as leaders to open up our minds and reevaluate some things. And um, one of the things that I asked of the leaders of the church when I was called is I'm not asking you to agree with every perspective here, but will you take my journey? Will you allow me to follow God's lead and see where that leads me? And um, thankfully, got a good response to that. That's so powerful, the idea of trying to keep an open mind to what God might do. Um, I just know, like for me, like I grew up in a, in a very traditional context. Uh, and by traditional, I mean like Methodism um, and you know, there wasn't lady preachers, and that was a conviction of mine up until mid twenties, uh, maybe even the low thirties. And then I was at a conference, and Christine Christine Kane preached, um, and I was just sitting left there with, I don't believe this, but I know what that was, and like it completely changed my paradigm. And now, even to the point that like I'm a senior leader at a church where, of the hundreds of volunteers and staff roles and things like that, there's only two that a lady can't do, which to me is very inclusive, um, which Kelly, you do happen to work at, at the church that I get to be a part of. And so how do you, how do you see all of these things playing together? Um, and, and what would you speak to those, those leaders who are trying to, uh, find out what to do with it? That's a great way you put it, Pastor Tammy. I'm so thankful somebody was willing to figure out what to do with you. Um, and so Kelly, how do you see yeah, this? That's from, what, yeah, that's what I was going to say is, uh, I don't know um, that there are here. I'm just going to use Generation Church for an example. There are many female high level leaders. Um, we have two females who are pastors on our staff. Um, and it's they've let us go on the journey that we feel like God has placed us on. And I still I still feel like and this might not sound kind but God is still moving every weekend. Um, God still moves in our church. And so I think sometimes it's hard to put people in places. Um, but just like Julie said, God is still going to work. God is, God is still working. And so um, if I ever felt like I was a hindrance, 
I would get out of the way, uh, not just even as a female, but if I felt like I was in a position where God wasn't moving because I was a hindrance, I would get out of the way. And so uh, it, it just boils down to me that it's hard because to me, and I don't, I don't want to cause an argument. It's not a sin issue to me. It's a preference issue. Um, and so if it were a sin issue, I think it would be a bigger issue. But how many denominations do we have because of preference, you know? And so, um, and it's hard to get past your preference. But my my thought is um, God is working in all of our churches. I can say that God is working at Enon and, and God is working at Relevant and, and there are women in place there. And I think that we have gifts that are allowing God to work there. Um, as someone who who speaks, like I, I've been told that I can't speak at certain places. Um, and you know what? I didn't cause a fuss. I didn't cause a stink. I thought I will go that day where God can use me because uh, I do believe that God can use me anywhere. And so if that's not where God is going to use me that day, that's okay. I still believe that God's going to work there and God will speak through whoever does get to speak there. Um, but I will just keep being faithful to God. Um, keep being faithful to what he tells me to do. And I will just let him use me anywhere. And that doesn't have to be on a stage. That doesn't have to be, you know, um, in some kind of spotlight as, as a woman who speaks or whatever. Um, I get to do that on our parking lot each and every weekend. Um, and so I think it's just knowing that um, we all have gifts and, and let us, like, like Pastor Tammy said, follow us on that adventure to use our gifts. Yeah, I think that's so powerful just to to remind people that, like, hey, there is a place, uh, and it may be an uncomfortable place or maybe a place that you haven't figured out yet, but there is a place. And, you know, that's sort of what I would want to speak to those leaders who are wrestling through this. Like, so many times what I've seen, either personally or professionally, is there's a place for ladies, but it's usually in association to who their husbands or their, you know, who who they're connected with. And I almost think about like when I grew up as a little kid playing uh, sports, um, you would see the kids who they got where they got because of the association of their last name or their family or or what company their parents worked at. Um, And in some ways we still do that with ladies. Like if, you know, it's, they're the plus one to some other leader. Um, I just know like in my life, my wife is a phenomenal uh, leader. Sometimes I'll even tell people like, Hey, she's the better Thompson. Um, But she's, so many times just viewed as the person who accompanies me or another leader in my life, Pastor Jessica Petty. Like she's one of my oldest and best friends. Um, And people automatically just assume she's Pastor Brandon's second. Um, And the truth is she is a phenomenal woman on her own uh, accord, on her own rights. Uh, A few weeks ago, we were out at a coaching event and it was Pastor Jessica, Pastor Brandon and myself uh, and just started uh, coaching, and this uh, recipient sort of just looks at me and Brandon like, "Well, what are y'all gonna say?" I'm like, "We're done. Like, do go do everything she just said, and we're gonna go to Starbucks." Um, <laughs> but like, there's so many phenomenal ladies. Um, like, I think of the three of you. Like, you stand on your own. There, there's ladies that that I know, uh, a Mindy Pinkney, um, an India Goose Tree, uh, a Jessica Petty. Like, there's there's so many strong women. Sean Baldus, like. Man, you start naming these people, and it's not who they're married to or who their father was. Um, they're phenomenal. And so I would just encourage leaders, learn to see her for who she is instead of who she's associated with. Um, so 
Speaking of her, speaking of that that next woman, the next lady up, um, what would you want to say to the young ladies or the, the, the females who are listening? Like what word of encouragement uh, would you want to speak to them listening to this podcast who maybe haven't got encouragement or who don't think that there's a place or have never seen representation that they can step into? What would you say to those women and girls? Uh, I recently got to um, preach at OCU, Oakland City, on a Wednesday um, for their chapel service. And afterwards, um, a young lady came to me and she she just said kind of what you just said, Dustin. She said, I'm watching you and this is how I can see my life unfolding. She said, this is the gifts that I feel like God has placed inside of me. Um, and she said, how do I get there? And I, I told her, I said, just be faithful. Just be faithful with what God is doing in you today. Um, and, and she had some concerns. You know, she said, I don't think that the leadership in my church will, will let me use those gifts. And I said, if you keep being faithful with what God has placed inside of you, God will give you the opportunity to use those gifts. I do pray that, that church leaders will, will encourage and empower young women to use those gifts. I have three daughters that I know they have gifts placed inside of them that, that God has given them. And I pray that they get to use those gifts. Um, but I would tell the young lady and I told her, I said, and, and you know what? I didn't know her. I gave her my phone number. We chat every once in a while. I said, find someone who can encourage you to use those gifts because God has placed that gift inside of someone else. Um, and so I think just being faithful and God will open those doors. Um, God will open whatever doors that a young lady needs to walk through. And two, I think that God is going to continue to stir in the hearts of those um, in her church and in, you know, in that area where she can use those gifts. I, I'm completely passionate about the next generation of leaders um, at Relevant. So we have more younger staff than we do older staff. And so I feel a huge responsibility um, to those staff and especially those that are females uh, to just really be a model as to what it looks like to be on staff at a church, to be a wife, to be a mother, to be a sister, to be a daughter, to be an aunt, all of those things that I am in my own life, I hope that I can be a model for those younger girls. Um, but I would just say to them, much like um, from my own experience, I just said yes. Um, I took my next best step, whatever that was. Um, I submitted to God and what He wanted in my life and um, really focused on being well um, as a leader. And so I would say to any young girl who is pursuing ministry, I would tell her to keep pursuing ministry. Don't stop. Um, don't take a back seat necessarily, but um, work within the confounds and the guidelines that you're given, but also allow God to open up those doors for, for her to um, to, to do whatever he wants her to do, because you never know what that looks like. Um, I never wanted to be a pastor's wife. Um, I knew that I was going to serve in my local church, but I had a completely different career picked out and everything. And so God had different plans for me that have been much greater than what I could have ever imagined. So um, I would tell a young girl, um, dream, um, dream God's dream for your life and pursue it with everything inside of you because there's nothing greater. There's no greater fulfillment than, than doing what God's called you to do. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, just hearing y'all talk, um, just a thought that comes to my mind 
is because it is such a male predominant um, opportunity or environment. Um, you see men sometimes get opportunities before their character is developed, but like uh, almost like a, a hidden blessing inside of the hard path that ladies have to walk is God's developing this character inside of you so that when you do have that opportunity to lead or that opportunity to, to speak or to share your thoughts and your wisdom, your story, uh, the character is developed, you know? And so like, it's such a, you see a lot of men who they have the opportunities uh, but their character has not got them to where like their uh, competencies have been able to get to. So, Miss Tammy, Pastor Tammy, with the uh, as we wrap up this episode, uh, giving you the final word, uh, your your word of wisdom, your word of encouragement to the next generation. I think all of us are excited to hear uh, what what you would speak into those ladies. Julie's already used one of my words. Um, I like to play on words, and so. The bottom line is this, as you pray and prepare, pursue and persevere. Those are the four P words I I couldn't help but come up with, but pray, prepare, pursue and persevere. And always remember that we have got plenty of work to do bringing people to Jesus. So don't get discouraged. Like, Like Kelly Julie have already said, just press on, you know, press on and where God takes you. Well, I, I appreciate y'all joining us today. I appreciate your authenticity, your transparency. Um, I, I appreciate you for the leaders that y'all are and the, uh, the hard you've chosen to walk into. I mean, because you could have said no, you could have, you know, just because it was an opportunity in front of you didn't mean you had to do it, but you all were bold and you said yes. And I truly believe the kingdom has changed because of the powerful leadership testimony, a wisdom that the three of you have. So thank you so much. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, ladies. Thanks. To our leaders today, thank you for joining us this week on the Doing Together podcast. I want to thank Julie, Pastor Kelly, and Pastor Tammy for joining us on this episode and sharing their stories and their voices. If you're a young leader and you're looking for a tangible next step, I'd like to invite you to participate in the Church Leadership Network, our newest initiative to help leaders uh, both be identified and developed. The network includes online leadership labs, one-day trainings, retreat-style events, continuing education to better equip you. More information can be found at churchleadership.cc. Perhaps today you're a pastor or a leader in your church and you're looking for help identifying, developing, and or empowering young leaders. I'd like to encourage you to engage with our church health ministries. You can reach out to Travis Stevens, our vice president of church health at travis.stevens at generalbaptist.com to be better prepared. If you haven't already done so, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using to access today's content, and please leave us a review. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode of Doing Together.